Welcome to the Stewardship Leader Podcast, brought to you by the Christian Stewardship Network. CSN exists to encourage, teach, and connect church and stewardship leaders to help them create and lead healthy stewardship ministries in their church. You can learn more about CSN at christianstewardshipnetwork.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Stewardship Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Leo Sabo, and today I have the privilege of talking with Brandon Sieben, the president and CEO of Compass Finances God's Way, a ministry many of us are very familiar with. The founder and current chairman, Howard Dayton, has been an incredible champion of biblical stewardship for decades, and I can't say enough about that man. He's been a huge influence in my life, but I think he's made his best hire just late last year. And that's Brandon. Brandon, welcome. So glad that you're here with us today, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Hey, Leo, good to be here, and thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Brandon, you were the former president of All Steel and an officer at HNI Corporation, one of the largest manufacturers of office furniture in the world. And during your season there, which spanned for 25 years or so, you held multiple senior leadership roles spanning a variety of global uh, domestic businesses, markets, customers, and you've got a broad-based business background, which I'm very excited about. I think I love to see people in business who have been very successful come into ministry. I think they bring so much value to ministries. Uh, so you've had an impressive business career, uh, but ministry is new to you, at least full-time ministry. So can you give us a little bit of a background on how you came to be the Compass CEO? Definitely. Well, you know, I've been a Christian most of my life, mm-hmm. if not all of my life, was raised in a Christian home. Christian parents married a Christian woman who was also raised by Christian parents. We're, we're doing our best to raise three uh, teenage girls mm-hmm. to be strong Christians as well. So it's always been part of my life. And, you know, in business, you know, it was always there, you know, always a, a purpose to advance the kingdom, you know, in business. And I you know, I started in finance and accounting before I sort of moved along in my business career. And that was my educational background. And so I've always had a passion around numbers. I met Howard Dayton three years ago. And, you know, we started uh, in a mentoring relationship. He mentored me for the last couple of years, took me through a program that he calls One More, which is really a, a discipleship and mentoring program. And just changed my life so much so that God really started to put on my heart that this may be the time he wants me to pivot from business to ministry. And mm-hmm. so Howard and I started talking about, you know, the possibility of me joining Compass. He was at a point in his career where he was ready to transition out of the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing led to another, and, and here I am, and happy to be here. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. When I saw the announcement that uh, Compass was hiring a new CEO, uh, I did a little bit of a dance. I thought, this is really cool. So tell us a little bit about Compass, who you are there, what do you do there? I mean, you're the CEO, which kind of tells us a little bit, but go a little deeper. Tell us a little bit about what your role is there, what you're doing. Sure. Well, you know, the, the full name of our, of our ministry brand is Compass Finances God's Way. Mm-hmm. And we always like to add that it's important. To, it signals what we do. You know, it's right. finances, but it's also finances God's way. Those two things are, are interdependent. Right. And they're, they're both present. So that's really what we do. We've been in this ministry. Howard started it in 2010. So we're fairly new, fairly young. 10 years old is not a long time in the space. So I would characterize us really as a, 
as a boutique ministry. And we really uh, specialize in small group studies. We believe strongly in the importance of community, you know, as it's outlined in Ecclesiastes 4, 9, 10, or Ecclesiastes 12, you know, two are better than one. Right. And so uh, that is, you know, the space we're in, you know, relative to your audience, we are in the stewardship space and we are in the gener generosity space. So we, we really come alongside pastors and churches and leaders and try to, to help them understand and apply the biblical financial principles that, you know, God gave us 2,350 times in the Bible, which is five times more than love and faith. So he had, he had a lot to say about, about money and possessions. Yeah, that's great. So let's go a little bit deeper into that. Our audience are made up of pastors and stewardship leaders, really champions in their own churches that see the same um, need for financial education from a biblical perspective, obviously. And I'd like to know more, like, how do you guys at Compass come alongside? You mentioned that, but tell us more about how you do that. What is your approach in helping these pastors? Sure. Well, really, two things to our approach that I would say are would be important for pastors to consider when they're thinking about, you know, how to use Compass Finances God's Way, or whether they would want to partner with us. One is, you know, what they're going to get from us. And what they're going to get from us is a heavy dose of five things. Bible-based, Christ-centered, prayer-driven, Holy Spirit-led, and discipleship-focused. So th these are our core values, and, and, and this is what guides our approach. So on, on the one side, we really stick to that script heavily, mm. and, and everything that we teach and do incorporates those things. And so I think very consistent to what pastors are trying to accomplish in the church, uh, whether it's spreading the gospel or you know, advancing the kingdom or being discipleship focused. Those are things that we do as well. And we don't, we don't vary from that. We, those are non-negotiables for us. The second thing relative to specifically what we believe in our approach, we believe three things and are convicted in these three things. Number one, God is the owner. That's spelled out pretty well in First Chronicles 29, 11 through 12, as well as Psalms 24, 1 and other places. Yeah. Number two, God is in control. And number three, God gives us a clear perspective on how to manage money, possessions, and make financial decisions. So that's really how we come alongside pastors and congregations, and that's, that's really at the highest level our approach. Mm -hmm. That's great. I, I love the clarity in that and the fact that you guys are anchoring what you're doing on those five things you mentioned, because whatever you offer is always going to be flavored by that. And those are incredible values to hold. So, so very excited about that. Tell us uh, some of the teaching and then training that uh, content that you guys use for pastors. What do you have that can help them in this space of stewardship? How, how do you guys come alongside when you partner with the church? How do you train and what content do you offer them in order to help them to teach and disciple their people in the area of finances? Sure. And I'll give you the, the, the broad brush on the areas that we cover and that okay. we could support the church in. everything connects back to finances God's way across mm -hmm. these areas. But, you know, we cover personal finance. You know, how does a pastor or a con congregation sort of navigate finances God's way? Personally building a budget, implementing a budget, getting out of debt and doing that with scripture. You know, anything that we might do and what we cover includes a lot of scripture. So our our curriculum on personal finance has over 200 pieces of scripture included mm -hmm. in it. And we ask, you know, the, the pastor and the congregation to memorize scripture 
is they're applying these biblical financial principles as well. Yeah. We, we have content on the marriage and finance. You know, typically speaking, if you have trouble in, in, in the area of, of finance, you're going to have trouble in a marriage. So how do those two things come together? How do you build a stronger, stronger marriage while you're implementing biblical financial principles? And we have content that, that covers business God's way. So it could be business. What's the business of the church? How do you develop and implement church vision and strategy? How do you develop and implement a financial plan that aligns with that church vision and strategy? So content that covers that. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, content that covers long range financial planning. So how would you set up a trust or a will? And what should you be thinking about long term to take care of your church and take care of your family? Uh, we have content that's focused on generosity and, and legacy giving. So this would be more for individuals in a congregation that are, that are higher capacity givers that, mm -hmm. you know, generally have a net worth over $2 million and, and generate over $250,000 of income a year. So these would be folks that probably many pastors are trying to get to, to help come alongside the church and support the church financially. So content that covers that as well. And we have content that, that um, is for teens, you know, how do you help, develop and implement good biblical financial principles and young people giving, saving, spending. So we have content around that. And, and again, like I said, it all incorporates, you know, finances God's way. And then, you know, in addition to those, those, they, those are all courses that maybe have books as well as studies connected to them. We, we have uh, two sort of, I'd say, anchor books that really become the foundation of our ministry. One is called Your Money Counts, which is a great, foundational book on you know the intersection between god life and money and how how you you know manage all well knowing that god is first but god gives us uh, clear expectations on how we manage money and the second is is a project that howard implemented um, years ago in a partnership with american bible society and that resulted in the, the financial stewardship Bible. So it's the Bible mm -hmm. with all 2,350 verses highlighted in green with a study in there. So if a pastor really wanted to get clarity on what God says about money, that would be a great resource yeah. for a senior pastor or stewardship pastor. I agree. That's a, I have a copy of that. And when it first came out, uh, we ended up getting a bunch for our volunteers. And I cannot say enough about that because it's such a great resource where you can just go right to the to the scripture that's been highlighted, and uh, it's it's a well well done uh, resource, and I think uh, it's something that every stewardship leader should consider having in their arsenal. Uh, so, well, that's I mean, gosh, you you have covered a lot of ground there, from personal finance to uh, business to marriage to long range planning to generosity content to teens. There's a wealth of content there, and I, I just want to brag a little bit on Compass and Howard and what what you guys have developed over the years because for me personally compass was a instrumental small group study that really helped me to take what i knew practically uh, i got on a budget years ago when i was listening to larry burkett and realized that i didn't know what i was doing and so i called the ministry back then it was christian financial concepts and uh, he sent me a well the ministry sent me a book a little workbook that I worked through and literally pulled the pages out and made copies every month and had a page for each um, individual account page and all of that. And so my wife and I managed our finances that way for like nine years. And about seven years in is when, uh, because we had had some success and 
it had really impacted our marriage, our life. Just everything was different about us. And I had a friend of mine uh, that lived on our street, somebody I, I met when we moved to Texas, and he came to my door one time, and he just knocked on the door, and he said, can I ask you a question? And I said, sure. He said, uh, how do you guys make this work? And he just kind of motioned like our house. I said, what do you mean? He said, your family's different, and I don't, I don't know why or how, but how do you make this work? You know, and he was really talking about just who we were and how we behave with each other because we were hanging out a lot. And in fact, they came through one of the, the Compass small group studies right after that is when he came, came through it. But he said, the best way I can describe it, he said, let's go into your kitchen. So we go to our kitchen and on our fridge, there's a sign that my wife had printed up in like red letters. And it said, have you told your family you love them today? And I remember why my wife did it is because our girls who were back then probably early tweens, um, they were fighting all the time. They were just at each other's throats. And my, and my wife's like, I got to get them to stop focusing on themselves and, and focus on others. And so she made that sign and put it on the fridge and it made an impact on him. He said, that's different. We don't have anything like that on our fridge. And his name was Matt, is Matt. And I said, Matt, I said, the only thing I can tell you is the difference that that you see here is because Jesus is Lord of our lives. We, we've made some radical decisions in the way we manage our money, our family, our relationship because of that relationship. And I said, that's what you're seeing that's different. I'm happy to, to tell you more if you want to know. But what made that change for us was finances. Because I was so money-driven early on in our marriage and so driven to work and build my own kingdom kind of thing, I was damaging our family. I mean, I was taking us in the wrong direction. And through Larry Buquette's uh, radio program and, of course, the content, I started getting on the right page, financially speaking. But I still didn't have a biblical foundation until later. When I talked to Matt, it was after I already was exposed to the, uh, the Compass content and started going through the small group studies and realized, whoa, this is much more than just practical finance. This is not about Leo being smart with money. This is about... Um, really understanding that there's a bigger reason for all of this. And so once I understood that, I, I really felt like God was calling me to start teaching others. So I actually did a small group study in our home and invited this couple and some other couples from our from our neighborhood. And it was life-changing. They were still friends with those folks. And every single Compass small group study we've done, those people are still friends of ours. And it's been life-changing to them. And literally, I can, I, without inflaming that in any way, I can tell you it's been life-changing. So I think that there's a real anointing on the content, simply because it's God's Word, first and foremost, but it's also because it's done in a small group, it's in community, and I, that's what I love about the content you guys have, is that it's not just based in knowledge alone, it's based in knowledge that's absorbed through a discipleship process, and everybody knows the best way to do that is in a small group environment where you can challenge each other, talk to each other, support each other, everything that's necessary to succeed in this area. So I'm excited about you guys, what you're doing, what you've been doing, but I want to know more about where are you guys going? What are some of the specific ways that you can support pastors and church leaders with their strategy and how they can move forward and really implement this in their own church? Awesome. Yeah, well, you know, first of all, that was an incredible testimony. And since you're recording this, I want to get a copy of what <laughs> you just said, because we would like to, to use that testimony that's true. Uh, what, what an amazing testimony and praise God for that. Not only, you know, what you've done in your own home, but uh, the impact you're having on other people as a disciple. So that's great. So, you know, there's a couple ways that we, you know, can assist pastors specifically. 
uh, whether it's a senior pastor or a stewardship pastor and, uh, on, you know, kind of leadership, how do I, how do I, you know, implement good, good, uh, good leadership, especially in the current times we're in. So, you know, one would be just use this for counsel on big decisions, big financial decisions. And a, a real time example would be, you know, the CARES Act, the payment mm -hmm. protection program. If I'm a church leader, should I, you know, take the money or not? Yeah, good and, question. And we're pretty strongly convicted on a couple things. One, you know, go to God for counsel. You know, Proverbs 25, have a plan and, and work hard still. Don't make a hasty decision on this. So look for discernment. But, but after that, we would say, if you are in a good position as a church, if you have managed money God's way, if God has blessed you uh, through provision, then don't take the money. You know, and why wouldn't you take the money? Well, really for two reasons. One is an act of generosity and, and financial discipleship for other mm -hmm. churches, as well as, you know, you preserve that capital, that money for, for those that really need it, the businesses, the churches, the individuals that really need it. And so we think that's really important. I think the, the other thing that I would say too, uh, relative to if you didn't take the money, you know, what a great reflection of, of what's poured out in 1 Timothy 16, 6, 17 through 19, where it really does talk about those that have helped those that need, especially right. in times of need. And so this is a great way to do that. Now, if you're a church that really needs the money and maybe you weren't set up online in giving or, or, or preaching and you know, you're in trouble right now and you need to take it, then the, the godly counsel we would give would be enter into that arrangement with the mindset you're going to fully repay the loan, you know, right. I mean, from a right. biblical standpoint, the idea of a forgivable loan is kind of like an oxymoron. And, <laughs> That's true. And it's not really what, what God wants for us. You know, in right. fact, David at one point in the old Testament said, I, I won't take anything that doesn't have a cost mm -hmm. associated with it. So that'd be one way is for, for, you know, for godly counsel. The second way would be, you know, we can help pastors, think about how they incorporate the topic of money into their church vision and strategy and even the, the curriculum of sermons, you know, and, and our research, you know, it shows 85% of pastors haven't preached a sermon on money in over a year. Mm. And the 15% that did, it was because it was annual budget time or because yeah. they had a mission trip to fund or because they wanted to build a gym. And so, you know, there's an opportunity relative to just, you know, training and teaching and discipling in this topic. And, you know, not, not many pastors have really ever been taught how to incorporate money into, into the discussion other than tithing or developing a church budget. And so, you know, those, those are ways we can help uh, relative to supporting pastor senior stewardship. You know, the, the Your Money Counts book, for example, I'm told at one point a pastor got 14 sermons out of that book. And so, you know, those would be some specific ways at, at a high level that we can come alongside, you know, the, the pastor community, this, your, your audience and help, you know, either the stewardship pastor or work with the senior or the senior pastor, think about how they, you know, consistently talk about this topic so it doesn't come across as an episodic event or a one-time event because those in the congregation, when they do hear that, it, they typically don't respond the way we want them to. It just feels like it's a land grab or a money grab. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's such an important thing for a senior leader to understand. There's pressure, you know, just like it is in business and, and even in our own personal finances, there's pressure when finances aren't 
where we would like them to be. And sometimes that's reasonable, sometimes that's not. But ultimately, most pastors that I know, senior pastors that have stuttered at church, is because they had a passion and a vision from the Lord to impact their community, to impact a, a bunch of people and bring them closer in their relationship with God. So all of those folks who have started a church for that reason and have that vision from God have a real deep desire to make it work. They want it to grow, they want to see it succeed. And of course, that also means healthy people, people growing in their relationship with God. And sometimes that pressure of, I need to make this work, is financial. You know, ministry takes funds, it takes resources, it takes people. So that pressure of, we're, we're under budget, we're not meeting budget, uh, the pressure of that could lead a pastor to, unfortunately, very easily preach a sermon that's more geared toward, guys, we need your money, rather than, we want to disciple you to be closer to Christ. And if you do that too often, spiritual folks, the, the mature group, are going to say, mm, don't like her heart behind that, I don't want to be part of that, and they might actually even make their exit out of there, or at least bring it up to the pastor and saying, I don't, you know, this doesn't feel right. I had a friend who was part of my church for many years when I was a pastor, and he came to me because he had received a letter inviting him to an event that had to do with honoring him for being generous toward the church. And you would think that most people would be like, hey, that's great. You know, they're, they're recognizing generosity. Let's celebrate it. He was concerned that the heart behind it was, we're going to lift you up and put you on a pedestal because you gave, and maybe you'll continue to give. And I assured him, that's not the heart of our leadership. And he said, okay, I'm going to go. He said, but this could, this could turn into something really bad. I may have to leave the church. And I said, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. And thankfully, he went to the thing. It was done well. It was simply to honor and to glorify God through all of this. So the heart behind it was right. But it's so easy to have the wrong heart because you're under the wrong pressure or you give into a pressure that's never meant for you to carry. So I love what you're talking about, coming alongside, but not just giving them content and, and wisdom and advice, but helping them to understand that this is about discipleship. It goes back to the core values that you guys hold. Um, so I totally, totally uh, agree with you on that. I think that's the most important thing that senior leaders need to understand. And it is something that also our stewardship leaders that are out there listening need to understand, that sometimes we need to come alongside our leaders and help them come back to that root cause why they actually started the church in the first place, which is about people and discipleship. And then they can let go of the burden they were never meant to carry and just be good stewards. So are there some things that you guys are doing right now? Obviously, we're in the middle of this COVID-19 environment. Is there something you guys are doing to help pastors and help them with some advantageous uh, tools or resources that they may have to use right now? Yeah, and maybe uh, if it's okay, I'll hit on our sort of strategy and focus first, and then yeah. from there, you know, drop into the specific things we have going right now that might be of help. Because I think it both will provide good context. So, you know, relative to our strategy and focus, you know, as we've talked in the, in the last few months, you know, it really is for us around discipleship. That is our first and foremost focus. How do we, you know, come alongside pastors and members of their congregations and develop financial disciples that, mm -hmm. that also become well-rounded Christ-centered leaders. So financial discipleship is important. The progression that we really want to help take people through in our process it goes from awareness, you know, what does the Bible say about money, helping them then move from there to faithfulness. And then from faithfulness, and I have a little bit of understanding, how do I begin to apply this, that ultimately 
goes to a, a higher degree when it gets to obedience. I really understand all the commands and I obey all those commands, you know, the great mm -hmm. commission. And then that really translates into some beautiful things and living in the spirit, being more Holy Spirit led, which then leads to humility relative to how I make financial decisions, which then ultimately leads to bearing fruit, you know, as outlined in, in, in the book of John. And fruit in this case is defined as discipleship. So it mm -hmm. all comes kind of full circle. So that relative to our focus is what we're trying to accomplish. Now, what that does, and you mentioned it a second ago, first, it glorifies God. That's really what we want to get to is how to how do we help people get closer to Christ and glorify God when they're making financial decisions? Two is, you know, usually it leads to this transformation of the heart, as well as I've improved my own situation, kind of like you just described in your home a few mm -hmm. minutes ago. We're better off financially. And then, you know, that individual, that family is equipped now to pay it forward, to really be a disciple and help bring others along in the financial discipleship journey. And there's some really great benefits we've seen, and you, you've out, you outlined them in your testimony a second ago, but really the four that we see are, you know, more contentment, mm -hmm. less conflict, stronger marriage or business or church in a world, you know, a global community or a local community, that's generally a better place. And so it really does translate to all the right things. So especially in a time like this, where there's a health crisis and now a financial crisis, it's important to have these biblical principles at the forefront of everything we do, because when we apply them, especially now, even if we don't have a plan coming into this, we can develop a plan now, it's going to lead to those really positive outcomes, which, oh, by the way, are eternal outcomes as well that we want to keep pointed to. So some specific things then that we're doing right now that, you know, a pastor could take advantage of or use in their congregation. Number one is, you know, on our website, which is compass, www.compass1.org, we have the Your Money Accounts ebook as a featured resource and it's available for free. We're offering it no charge right now. We believe that it's a big part of a solution that a pastor can implement for, for help. And that could be if they just want to, to improve, you know, their own personal financial mm -hmm. situation, use it for personal growth, or it might be something that they use in the congregation with people that might be in, in real trouble. I just mm -hmm. lost my job, or maybe I got the virus and my, my health costs have gone up or, and I'm upside down. So that's one thing. Second is, we will be, you know, launching maybe a half a dozen online studies over the next week that, you know, a pastor or their congregation could take advantage of. And we'll have a few studies around personal finance, a few around money and marriage, and a few around long range financial planning. So there could be some application there. Uh, next is we just launched a new money and marriage video series. And, you know, only in God's timing could this have been done. We, we started this maybe three months ago. And, you know, I read the other day that with all this shelter and home, you know, regulation that's come out, the, the increase in domestic abuse and violence has been mm -hmm. off the charts mm -hmm. in the last couple of weeks. So you got a financial problem. Now you're, you're put together in a home. Now you have a serious marriage problem. And so this new Money and Marriage video series, it's just seg seven segment series one hour each segment, short video, and then some Q&A. A pastor could implement this through his church virtually, mm -hmm. and it could be done 
digitally since, you know, we're just like we're doing a Zoom call right now. A lot of pastors, I'm sure, are preaching through, through Zoom or Facebook Live. Uh, this could be done as well. And then the last thing I would offer up would be, you know, if you have some pastors out there that would want to do some peer-to-peer studies, you know, I would offer that we would facilitate some peer-to-peer studies. So this would be, you know, six, eight, 10, 12 pastors that might want to take on a topic of personal finance or money and marriage, or, you know, how do I, how do I implement, you know, money into, to my sermon series going forward? Uh, We would, we would be up for that. I would uh, assign a senior leader to facilitate that. If not me, somebody on my senior team to do that. And, you know, we would go after, you know, Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron in a big way uh, as a way to really help pastors in this time of need one to elevate the topic of money and put it to the forefront of, of the things that pastors are talking about, but two, to, to use it as an opportunity to build capability uh, in the pastoral community, if we could be of any help there. And so if any of your pastors would have interest in that, they could email, you know, our head of North American operations, his name is Nick Breach and his email address is Nick and ICK at compass one.org. Uh, or, you know, they could pop a note to you and you could get it over to me. Uh, or, or if they want to call me directly, I'll, get, I'll give you my cell right now. It's, and you can give it to them. It's 563-299-9448. So anybody could feel free to call me directly. I'd love to take those calls. and help. That's awesome. That's awesome. Love your heart, Brandon. Um, wow, what a, what a great uh, time for, for Compass to, to come alongside the church and with the resources that you guys have. And so I'm very excited. And just more than anything, I'm, I'm just impressed by your heart to uh, uh, to really serve pastors, serve churches, serve people in this area, which is so important uh, to our Christian walk. So uh, just love that. Love that you're in this space, man. Uh, I cannot tell you how excited I am for that. So as you know, as we both know, there are others in this space um, that do what you and I do, right? And they create content, uh, and they do it well. There's a bunch of that do it very well. So if you're speaking to a group of pastors, um, tell us what's different about Compass, why consider Compass as a resource that they should be using. Sure. And I appreciate that question. I'm going to give uh, a scenario. Okay. And to just to illustrate, you know, why, com- why compass and, and maybe how, how we're different. So let's, let's say you're a person and you're, you're, you have two options. You're thinking about going to church and, you know, church a, you knew if you went into that church, you were going to hear about God and you were going to hear about Jesus Christ and, and, and the pastor was going to go into the Bible and you were going to learn about scripture. And, and then you were going to be given uh, useful tools to improve your spiritual walk and, 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 and an effort to get closer to Christ. That was the first scenario. The second scenario would be, you know, you're going to go into church and that church, that second church, you weren't going to hear anything about God. And there wasn't going to be much discussion, if any, on Jesus Christ. And, you know, there wouldn't be any, any, anything in the Bible, no scripture to memorize. Hmm. So if you were that person, which church would you go to? And that's, that's the, the contrast that I paint. And again, not, not to talk about any other ministry in our space that's doing this, but specific to Compass Finances God's Way. What you are going to get if you're that person, if you go into that church and you're a pastor that's engaged Compass, that, that individual is going to get God and the Bible and Christ and Scripture. And they're going to be taught how to be led by the Holy Spirit, 
and how to manage and make financial decisions through prayer and, and through biblical financial principles. And I think that's really important from the standpoint of alignment. You know, I feel like, you know, Compass Finances God's Way is highly aligned with what pastors are trying to accomplish, you know, for their flock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, 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 I will say, I don't believe it's necessarily the case that everybody in our space, you know, is, is entirely aligned with what I described in that first scenario, that first church. And so mm-hmm. that, that really is why Compass. And I'm not saying that you would necessarily use Compass for everything. Like I said, we're 10 years, we're a boutique ministry, we're specialized in the small group, specifically, specifically to help build a community. Uh, so we're not the ministry to do you know, major seminars. Uh, we're not the ministry where, you know, if you want to try to solve this over a weekend, you know, we're the ones to use. Uh, we, we, we are very committed to the long game and that's what discipleship ship is. It's, it's mm-hmm. a process of life. But uh, for us, that really, I think, is what makes us different. The tried and true stuff, God, Christ, Bible, you know, that really is, that's really why you would use us. That's what you're going to get from us. And we don't deviate from that. It's not, we don't teach finances. We teach finances God's way. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, you know, that would, be, uh, that would be why us. And that's what I would say to a group of pastors as well. Uh, because I think pastors every day make decisions. I think that, you know, some senior pastors have delegated this to their stewardship pastor. And I, I, don't, I don't think that's healthy for the senior pastor long-term. I think the senior pastor needs to know this as well as the stewardship pastor, especially if they're going to they're gonna teach it uh, on, on Sunday. And if they're going to delegate, you know, which ministry to use, they're going to want to be able to be sure that they vet the options well. And that the, the individuals they use, whether in a stewardship uh, space or in any other space where they're using outside uh, consultants or ministries or resources are, are entirely aligned to their vision and their strategy, what, call, what God's called them to do as a church. And I think we are. I think Compass uh, is very, very much aligned to what the majority of pastors are trying to get done in their church. Yeah, I think you said it really well. It is about at the end of the day, yes, people need some practical help on how to manage their finances. But as we all know, everyone that's listening to this podcast knows that you can't fix someone's finances and everything else is is then fine. Uh, Ultimately, I know because I was a financial coach for many years and I can tell you the only way I would have any success if people really bought into the why, which is why is this important? It's not about just getting out of debt. It's not just about getting your finances in in a better uh, state as far as the numbers are concerned, because money is only a, a reflection of what's really going on inside of us, right? It, it's something that either increases, well, more than more than anything, it blows stuff up. So if it's good, it'll blow it up even better. If it's bad, it'll blow it up even worse. So I think it's really important for stewardship leaders to consider Compass because it is about going back to the basics, to foundational principles of what God's Word says about how we are to manage. And when it comes to a senior pastor, like you said, they are focused on discipleship every single week. They get up, they preach in order to equip and disciple people in God's Word. And this is part of God's Word. Finances is part of God's Word. So equipping them, helping them to uh, to just continue to do what they're doing, but just not avoid this one topic is crucial, because we deal with it every day. And uh, we have to... Uh, I'm just grateful for Compass because you guys are coming alongside 
and helping them to do their job better and taking away the stigma, because I know there is one, right? I mean, I know one very, very well-known pastor who literally made this statement, I do not want to talk about money. I don't want people to think that I'm about money. And my heart goes out to him. I understand. You know, he doesn't want to be perceived the wrong way. But unfortunately, he's not discipling his people in this area. And it's a crucial area that we need to be discipled in. So you cannot delegate this. You have to embrace this as a senior leader. And uh, I love the fact that you emphasize that not only does the stewardship pastor need to get this, the senior pastor needs to get this. Like you said, you know, I mean, money touches everything. And most likely 99% of any decision we make in life yep. connects to money. And yep. so, you know, our ability to put God in front of, of that discussion and in every single decision mm-hmm. that we make is, is going to be a really, really important thing for, for everybody, especially now. I mean, it, it's, it's a huge and opportune time mm-hmm. uh, for us to reset, you know, how we deal with money how we yeah. view money. I mean, this, this whole COVID-19 has exposed, you know, quite a connection to money, I would say, maybe a, oh, a little yeah. bit of idolatry, you know? Oh, yeah. And so it, to your point, it is, it is back to the basics and you can't serve God and money. And so, you know, the, what, where is our reliance defined by, you know, how we're feeling? Is it with God or is it with money? And if anything, you know, hopefully this crisis has strengthened the fact that we rely on God as mm-hmm. the owner and God, you know, for, for, for our savior, you know, yeah. not money. Yep. That's, that's my hope and prayer in this season that churches will communicate that more than anything that, uh, regardless of what's happened to our economy, regardless of what's happening with our, uh, resources that we, you know, maybe depended on too much, that God is still in control and that he can be trusted. And if we have to do with less, you know what? We are in a country where less doesn't necessarily mean we don't have the basic needs met. For most of us, that's not that's not the case. Uh, we are definitely blessed, and we should also be a blessing. You mentioned this earlier, that you know when we have a surplus, it's to provide for those who don't have it, and then vice versa. That's the body. Uh, appreciate you, Brandon. Thank you for everything that you do. Uh, love what you guys are doing and how you're tweaking the things at Compass, and I look forward to a lot more great things coming from you guys uh, to resource these pastors and these leaders. Yeah, well, really appreciate you having me again, Leo, and, you know, just so thankful for all that you are doing and all that, you know, CSN is doing. Are you guys are leading the charge on this and have been for a while? Uh, you're advancing the kingdom, and you're, you're making this relevant in the church, and I know you're putting a, a smile on God's face while you're doing it. And so we just would, uh, again, praise God for you and, and, you know, have a great week and and a joyful Easter celebration, you know, praise God that he has risen. Right. Thanks, Brandon. Yep, absolutely. Well, have a great rest of your day. Thanks, my friend. I appreciate you being on. Have a good one, man. See ya. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Stewardship Leader. If you want to know more about Compass Finances God's Way, you can reach them at www.compass1.org. That's compass, the number one, dot org. You'll find content and resources to serve your people at every stage and season of life. And if you want to know more about what we do here at CSN, you can find all of that at christianstewardshipnetwork.com. We love to come alongside you and help you or your church learn about starting and running a healthy stewardship ministry at your church. Well, until next time, remember, God has called you to be the best steward you can be. So be that faithful steward, but go one step further. Teach others to do the same.